Hello and welcome to, back to the Ten Drop Podcast. My name is Charles, also known as Fear These, and I'm joined by Ian, aka Luffy TV. What's How going on? Not much, man. Not much. You've been a busy boy the last couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. This has been a this has been a doozy, but it's it's only going to get busier uh, leading up to. I know you got my, what Spain coming up yeah, in a week or two. My trip this I think I leave Mother's Day, so Sunday. Yeah, that's gonna be fun though. I am super excited. So you're out there in Spain for what, a week? Eight days. Eight, eight days. Eight nice. days. Yeah, I guess tech. Oh, technically seven days because there's like one of the days uh, per travel is you know is oh, getting yeah. there and then one of the days is getting back. You okay. know. Yeah. So it's like, or excuse me, half of each day. So it's like half a day there, half a day back. So it's like I kind of lose a day, but seven days, seven days in Spain. It's gonna nah, be great. It's gonna be fun. You go and check out all the sites and all the history out there. Oh yeah, that's one thing I love about going to Europe is just seeing all the history out there. Like when yeah. I went to Rome, just the old fountains and uh, the Vatican, and just everything, just the ancient stories that there were there, and we have nothing like that here really in America. Yeah. Like we have Jamestown, which is up the street, so. <laughs> yeah. which isn't that impressive. I've been there. It's a bunch of teepees and whatnot. I, think, I remember I walked through uh, Colonial Williamsburg, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah, and then you walk down to like a still operating city of Rome, and yeah. they still have the original cobblestones and yeah. the catacombs is really cool to check out, and the city that you can't drive to, you have to walk to it. Mm. That was pretty cool checking out as well. So, but yeah. Uh, before we jump into it and everything, uh, we're going to talk about our sponsors, The Booster Box. They're a local gaming store here in Virginia Beach, shop.theboosterbox.gg. They sell Magic, ba all Bandai games, Battle Spirits, Digimon, One Piece, yep. Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Flesh and Blood. They, order, they have all those cards and products that you can order off their shop and you can also get 10% off your orders by using the discount code 10 drop that's one zero DROP for 10% off your entire discount and they do international shipping as well so check out their rates and if it makes sense to you definitely take advantage of that 10% yeah also if you didn't know I actually just found this out yes or was it yesterday I think it was yesterday mm -hmm. I was uh I was looking at their website because someone in my twitch chat was you know mentioning oh shoot i wanted to try out your deck list but i don't have jozu and i was like oh well go you know check out their website and then, and then i it, it occurred to me that i said oh shoot you know what they have had some inventories being sold out recently but let's just go check it and they they have restocked on a lot of stuff mm -hmm. like i saw what was it three drop rush zoro from opo1 yeah, back I remember, on the, yeah, I remember you pulled that up on your stream. I yeah. was watching that point. Yeah, it was back on. They got mm -hmm. a bunch of inventory back up there, and they've they've done some some uh, restocking on the website. So if you're looking for either OPO one or OPO two cards, there's a good chance you're going to find it on there for sure. And from what I understand, don't exactly quote me on this, but they're pretty competitive with TCG Player. I think they get their pricing off a of TCG low, yeah, or median. So yeah. if you're looking to buy on TCG Player use our discount code go to shop.theboosterbox.gg and you get 10 percent off your entire shipment yeah so that's definitely a good deal right there and you support a local business you support the podcast by doing that so we definitely do appreciate if you go check them out and see if you have anything up there that you like so we have some technical issues yesterday where the batteries died in our recorder and because of that we didn't hit the stop button it didn't save the audio file. <laughs> I was heartbroken. I didn't want to talk on the podcast by myself. So we sort of skipped last week. So we're going to do two episodes today 
Uh, one episode is going to air this week, and then the following episode about Ian's Treasure Cup experiences mm-hmm. and competitive format is going to be on next week when you're in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually pretty good timing that you know we just knock out two episodes today. Works and out. Get that done. <laughs> so today's episode, <clears throat> we're going to talk about the signups for the offline regionals and essentially just or not the online regionals and just the issue there is with that and then mm-hmm. after we're done with that we're going to do like a little mini draft of our favorite 2k counters in one piece so yeah we're just going to jump right into it of uh, you there were three what three, three online regionals yeah. this july and there was a lot of people upset on twitter there was a lot of people upset April 30th, um, you know, because and and rightfully so, you know, mm-hmm. there's just uh, a lot of people weren't able to get into some of these. And um, I I was on cloud nine that day because I was able to get into all three of them. Now, I feel like it it sunk in afterwards that I now feel kind of bad about it, but I shouldn't feel guilty I just feel kind of bad for other people. It's just that I was not able to get into any of the online regionals, the previous ones. I was able to make it into two of the treasure cups, which was great. But um, so for me to get into all three was kind of, wow, this is a gift. I'm super excited. I'm blessed. But it does seem a little unfair that certain players are able to get into multiple tournaments, but others couldn't even get into one. So I think that that does create some animosity, uh, you know, in the community when you have, and I don't think that the animosity is towards the other people signing up. It really seems like Bandai just has to figure out some form of fix for these registrations. It, it is annoying. Yeah. When, uh, what was it? The Treasure Cups, when those signups were happening and like, I think they are all staggered times. For, uh, they were. There was like 9, 10, 11, and 12. They were, yeah. And it was the same time Texas was released. I think and it was 9, 10, and 12 because I got into two of them. And there was two of them at the same time. I think there was two at 12. Two at 9. Two and at they nine. ended up having technical difficulties or something like That's that. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah and then, their Discord was blown up. And then people up. were really upset about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like we're, we're in this new age of competitive and I guess in-person tournaments where – Big gatherings are slowly starting to come back. Big tournaments. like Post-COVID. Pro- yeah, yeah, post-COVID, post-quarantine, where mm-hmm. I think the Pro Tour just had their second one this past week in Magic. Yeah. Uh, Flesh and Blood just had one a week or two ago. Like, we're, we're starting to get back in the groove of things of the post-COVID era and everything like that. And doing stuff online is cool. It's definitely a good way of people to save costs on travel. Like Absolutely. You, you save five, six hundred bucks at least. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I'm flying out to Texas this weekend and it, you know, it's not be, cheap. Yeah. It's definitely not cheap. <laughs> yeah. And I still don't have a room to oh, check wow. up with. I mean, I, I'm talking to a couple of people, see if I can crash on like a bed or a couch or something like that. So, yeah, I think that, um, I think that there's a bit of, you know what do you do in that situation if you if they're doing online tournaments you know it's really convenient but it's also you know there's a lot of cons that come with it the pros and cons you can weigh yourself but mm-hmm. then these offline events are like probably the best of both worlds they're great they're perfect the only thing is that you can't you can't justify it sometimes when you have to stop work or you have to you know 
leave family to go to some of these events for, you know, uh, maybe two, three days and, and the cost can be pretty heavy. So I think that there's pros and cons of both things. But I, th I really feel as though Bandai uh, has to figure out something to mitigate a lot of these issues with the uh, um, with these signups, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. The regionals. I don't know if there is a way to mitigate the issues with the signups because it's all online. It's all, uh, what is it? Like you're capping the players that can register. So you're capping it at 512 people. Yeah. So then on top of that, it's just, it's a rush to sign up. And I think what all three of the offline regionals were same time signups. Uh, they were, they were all at noon uh yeah they were uh, they were all at noon so i think i think that that was a good thing to be fair though i i believe that that probably mitigated a bunch of people being able to mm -hmm. go from being able to sign up for three very easily to just being able to get into one per se well you <laughs> i got lucky i got very lucky i to be fair you know i one i had the girlfriend hack yeah. Two, uh, I ended up having because I was able to get into one myself. She was able to get into another, and then the the third one I was waitlisted, but I kept refreshing for four to five minutes. I sat there That's and nice. I refreshed, and then eventually, it didn't say sign up for wait or it didn't say waitlisted. It popped up purchase ticket, and I went, <gasps> bam! So apparently somebody had gotten closed out of their. Uh, <laughs> their oh, nice yeah their i guess purchasing thing like they had either didn't do it in time or they didn't provide the correct the, information that's what you yeah. hope all your autofill stuff is correct <laughs> absolutely it's like is that the right credit card i don't know i don't I, care <laughs> i genuinely did have all of that set up though i had the correct autofill for my address like mm -hmm. i would type in you know one number and then it would just be like did you want us to do the rest of this i'm like bam yes thank you appreciate that and then <laughs> and then i had my my card copy and pasted just ready for awesome. the credit card info. So I, I think having <laughs> them all registered at the same time is sort of a good way if it's not using the same program. Do yeah. they all use uh, No, they use they use different websites. Okay. So one was like Eventbrite, one was Tixer. Really? Yes. Eventbrite. Okay. And then so it was like Eventbrite, Tixer, and then the other one I think was just RK9 tournaments, which okay. was core yeah. core TCGs. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, so they were all different websites. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't simple to just get all of them done all you know at once. Uh, but like I said, I feel very blessed. I got very lucky yeah. just getting into all three. But um, but I think that we did mention something before when, like you said, when the recording sadly went out because of technical issues, uh, we had mentioned two. Uh, solutions that my YouTube uh, community had brought up, and I thought that this was amazing. I thought they were great ideas. I just don't know which one I like better. I, I Is, do you I've, remember them? Yes, I remember both of them, and yeah, I'm going to go into detail about the one that I really like now. Okay, after after having a week week thinking about it and everything, sure. I prefer one way over the other, but well, we could talk about the first one. Yeah, well, I don't know which one you're going to say, so I'll just say both. I'll just I'm okay. not going to go into well, deep. Yeah. yeah, I'll just say both what the idea was, and then you can give uh, in-depth explanation about what you think is better. So uh, first, one of the ideas was a raffle system. There was a uh, comment, I believe, from Tao Tao. Do not quote me on this on one of sorry, my videos. Tao Tao. Yeah, sorry, Tao Tao. <laughs> but uh, f he is from Germany, and he said that they have in the European regionals a raffle system 
so that when you sign up for the events, uh, it will basically, it's like a lottery system, if you will, to pick random names of people uh, for the different events that they have. And if you have already participated in an, an event recently, I don't know what the time frame is or what the variables on that are, but if you had participated in, in an event, it would basically bump you down a notch to Ooh. to give I don't a, know if I like that other one. people that hadn't participated. And so that's why I think I can agree. I, I'm not a huge fan of that either, but... If, it, you, if you give me a big enough... It, if everyone was equal, like every yeah. single person that <clears throat> registered was weighted the same way, doesn't matter how many you played mm -hmm. in or whatnot. Yeah. I don't mind the raffle as long as I get a long enough heads up, like three weeks, a month heads yeah. up before the tournament. And signups were what? Almost two months ahead before? E well, April 30th, so July. Yeah. Yeah. Two months. A little over two months. So a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> give or take. April, May, June, July. Yeah. Yeah. So. If they give you say like they take the signups and then they have two weeks to start going through to get five hundred and twelve people and then you're given like a little less than two months yeah. for preparation and prepare and get time requested off for that Saturday. Yeah. I think I'm okay with the raffle system. Yeah. But uh it's sorta of like you're not guaranteed anything. It's just sorta of like, oh like it mm -hmm. it sort of feels bad like when you it's you, all, you know, luck-based. <laughs> yeah, you invested the time into signing up for it, and yeah. then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, it's, I'm just here doing my thing. Yep. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's not a great feeling, but it's just like, if you can't do anything else then for online uh, signups and registrations, that that definitely seems like a logical step. But like yeah. A lot of people use raffle systems, even when it comes to like uh, sneaker releases. Yeah. That's the first time I ever heard about mm -hmm. it, when a new set of kicks drop, you have to hurry up and beat the bots or beat other people oh, yeah. to be able to get to it. So I mean, I just won a lottery recently. I don't know if you remember this, but yeah. I, I won the 20-year-old Pappy Van Winkle bourbon on that. I was just talking about that with uh, ABC Lottery. <laughs> do you remember uh, – do you know Jeff, uh, one of the guys in my crew that I hang out with? Oh, uh, I think I The bigger dude, him. bald dude, redhead. Yeah, I think I met him. Yeah, so he's a, he's a whiskey, lack of a better word, snob as well. So yeah. shout out to Jeff. He <laughs> listens to the podcast as well. Oh, that's great. But he was talking about that. And I was like, yeah, Ian just won a raffle. And it was like some, what, $500 bottle that only costs like 100 and change? So it's $200 for the bottle, right? Yeah. And it sells for $3,800. That is crazy. And you just popped it open. The we, same we found out about the aftermarket price after we had opened it. So but I mean, like, realistically, yeah. I don't know. Were you going to sell it? I I mean, that's a lot of money. I'm yeah. not going to lie. <laughs> and you're but, drinking like $100 worth of it. I know. I, felt, I was like, I've got a $200 pour here. This is not okay. Um, but yeah, that, that was pretty crazy that you yeah. won that. But yeah, the lottery system is definitely a good way to get around the what do you call it? The funneling that you get when right. it comes to signing up online. Yeah. The website can't handle it, bogs down, or right. server you sort traffic, of get some all lag because mm -hmm. a lot of people in your area server. Yeah. Because you can do the, yeah. you could do the raffle, like the, the lottery tickets basically over a period of time. It doesn't have to be immediate. So you could have like 1,500 people sign up for this lottery and then, you know, only 500 make it. But it, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's fair, but it, kind of is for newer it, people trying to get into it. it it's fair for people for if it's wait if everyone's weighted the same if you're way. weighted the same it's absolutely fair yeah yeah i i, I don't mind that system. yeah but if it's not weighted the same it is kind of rough if you're trying to be competitive yeah. in the scene because coming yeah. from competitive magic like 
we used to travel to like all the local Grand Prix on the East Coast. Yeah. So the big thing was like, you know, we could play in these events in person. Yeah. So why is it limited to like a five minute window, if even before the registrations open? Yeah. On, you know, 9 a.m. Right. So right. Th that's sort of the issue that you're coming at there. But I mean, again, it's online. You have to cap it at a certain amount. You're going to have some issues, you, you know. You know, yeah. to be able to organize that many people is definitely hectic. It's and tough. Like a 50 minute round of magic realistically took like an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 20 minutes sometimes because it's just a lot of games going on, a lot of people to deal with. So, yeah. You, and you need a lot of people to manage those people. Oh, that's absolutely. A, that's the problem. You need to. You need herders. <laughs> Let's get a bunch of corgis in here and start herding the people around. So, the, your other method. Yeah, the other method was uh, was I thought this was a great idea as well, um, because this truly eliminates the ability for people to get into multiple events, but still allow still allows for a phenomenal showing there's only one con that i could think of that i told you about last week but we'll get into that and i got a good rebuttal and, for that con oh really interesting mm -hmm. i'm excited to hear this then so the uh the other plan was host the events on the exact same day so you can have the signups at differing times doesn't matter but let's say like april 30th uh the signups were at 9 a.m 12 p.m noon and 3 p.m in the afternoon uh you could only sign up for one of the events because they will all be played on, let's say, July 15th. So every single regional would be on July 15th. They would all be streamed and all that. But there are pros and cons of this. I think the pros are that, you know, it allows for multiple people to get into these events. It's going to be great. Uh, allows for a lot, a lot bigger of a showing on, you know, a, a day that people will ask, you know, get off of work or, you know, spend time away from friends and family and stuff like that to focus on what is going on in the One Piece community and how these competitive games are turning out. But the con that I saw was that if you do this, it does lower the viewership and it spread. It basically spreads the viewership out between multiple people because you have these events going uh, simultaneously. So you would have you know, three events not seeing the same numbers as you would, you know, one event on different weekends. But it does have some merit to it. Now, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay. So, another, a third option just popped in my head when we, you were oh. just explaining that, too. Oh, so, okay. Uh, sort of similar to this idea, but we'll just stick with this idea where all the tournaments are played at the same. I think they all should start at the same time. Okay. So, like, you know, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, start time. Sure. Boom. You can only play in one because if you stack a room, there's people that are going to try to play in like oh. one of them, then scrub yeah. out, then play the other one. So there's still going to be some oh, of that. Smart. And then if they do well enough, they're going to skip the second one and then say like they're like X and three in the first one, but the round one hasn't started in the third one later in the day. They can say like, okay, I'm just going to drop to this one and then restart again. Oh, yeah. So I think they all should have unified start times. And the Very other smart. thing is the your con with having three channels with like, decent viewers to have one channel with a lot of views mm. i think the three channels with decent views is a lot stronger for community so i i think it says more when you have three streams that are going with a thousand people instead of one stream at three thousand people okay because you see this all the time in twitch where there's like some kind of game 
that's not really popular, but like there's some big event going on or some charity event where yeah. they have one and it will pop up like on your like, you know, browsing features. Oh, I used to like play that. in some of those. <laughs> yeah. So like you're very familiar, like a, yeah. pretty much a dead category yep. comes alive for one day. Yeah. And then it just falls off. Yeah. There was and a, that's there, essentially what one piece is right now. The trading card game one, because they just made the one piece trading card game channel. Not too long ago. Oh, right? that's very true. So, so it, before it was, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it was like a one piece category on Twitch. Where people was, were like watch partying yeah. one piece or or playing one of the games yeah. or, or it was playing a, a different one piece game yeah all together so it was I just, love that they made that category yeah it's nice that we have our own category now but now mm-hmm. I would say if if all three treasure cups offline regionals whatever case were running at the same time and you had three different streams at like a thousand people a piece thousand viewers a piece that would help that channel to be promoted because then you you look at the categories and you're like, oh, what's going on here? One Piece trading card game. You click on it, then you see three 1,000 viewer channels. Sure. Streams going on at the same time instead of just one giant one. It's like, oh, that must be a championship or some kind of charity event. You see like, oh, there's three different big tournaments going on right now. That's so fair. let me look into it. I, I think that's a little bit stronger. Like the difference between 1,000 and 3,000, I mean, that is a big difference, but like, if you spread those, if you give a thousand viewers to three different channels, yeah, consistently, like once a month or something like that, and then yeah. you you start building a following and build up the channel viewing and stuff like that. I yeah. think that's sort of a little bit stronger. Simultaneously, though, on Twitch, a lot of people, including myself, would most likely have like more than one event open in in a tab. You know what I mean? I'd so have, does that count as like you watching? Yeah, you count view? as multiple. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, like, I'd probably have like two up, maybe a third, but I'd be like, eh, this one's like a boring matchup. You just have I don't want to watch or something like that, or yeah. like a smaller screen or something. Yeah, yeah, so. like two like that are like smaller windows, but then you have one on full screen. Yeah, or something one's like that. the big, yeah. big one that I want to yeah, watch. Yeah, that's that's why I think running them at the same time is actually going to be good. Yeah, that's or it a- would be better than to either stagger them or just a raffle system. Mm-hmm. Because you still have a chance of raffling into two different uh, offline regionals or two different tournaments during the same time of season. Now, one thing that just popped in my head, the third option, you just do a blanket sign-up sheet because they're all online. Sign up. 15 individual people are going to get, what is it, 1530 or 1536. 1536 people are going to get divvied up in these three different tournaments. Boom. Done. Oh, so the first sign up first fifteen hundred people, first come first serve. Well, that's kind of what it is right now. But I see what you're saying. But yeah. there, therefore, there's not like you're not worried about hiring your girlfriend oh, or fiance. The tough, the tough part. I can. I like that idea. That's actually a really cool idea. Or you sort of implement that with a raffle system as well. Yeah, the tough. The only thing that I could see that would be tough about that is that it's if imagine they don't do it on the same day, right? Like basically, your date is to be determined. So if you, but it's, it's like the raffle system though. You essentially you get a bunch of names and then you start raffling them off. Like essentially, like you can go more than fifteen thirty six, but then only fifteen thirty six are going to be chosen for these three tournaments because they're both they're all three of them capped at five twelve. And then you're like, okay, boom, boom, boom. These are the three tournaments. These are three days. Yeah, it would just kind of suck if like so. For example, um, one of the treasure cups is what the. Is it this 14th, the 14th or 15th? It's There's either. one every Saturday. Yeah, okay. Month. So it should be the 14th, 13th? 13th. 13th, yes. Okay, so there is a Treasure Cup this weekend on the 13th. It would suck if I got picked 
to be able to go to that, but then I couldn't because I'm leaving so. for Spain. Yeah, you know what I mean? That, I guess that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, is that, I mean, if you already have plans, yeah. you already have obligations. Like you were trying to sign up for the event that you know that you could make, which is why I signed up for these two which, treasure cups. Yeah. yeah, and the thing, the big thing with that is that's sort of just how the cookie crumbles yeah. at the end of the day. Because yeah. there, there's no big negative on that, but I think that negative yeah. is far less fewer yeah then yeah. that's fair that's because totally that, fair. that just becomes the personal obligations like oh i gotta be in this wedding oh sorry not sorry is that happens all the time sure in the magic world pro like there's a pro tour and someone's got some big pros gotta miss it because they have a wedding to be into yeah yeah so that's fair that's super fair i so i, I think I that like i don't know how good of a like of a system that is but i think that would also help the issue with like you know someone hiring their fiance and then being <laughs> able to get in there off a wait list to get all three of them where it's like i didn't pay her no no but i'm still saying like it's, it's not like you held a gun to her head but it's just like you know she did her duties as a fiance like i'm sure if she asked you to do something similar you would do that too oh absolutely yeah so 100 percent. That, that's, that's all funny that. <laughs> pay your fiance <laughs> Hey baby, here's twenty bucks. I'm gonna need you to sign me up for this. You click refresh until you get in it. He's like, if you don't make it in, you don't eat for a week. <laughs> that that twenty bucks is all you're getting for uh, lunch. That's funny. No, but that is funny. It, there, there's definitely going to be some issues there, but I think if you stream them all in the same, if you run them all at the same exact time, yeah, you run into less people like taking up more spots. Therefore, more people are allowed can get in there. Yeah. And if you do a, a raffle where, you know, you sign up between the hours of 9 a.m. till noon p.m. Mm. Noon p.m. <laughs> nine Between 9 a.m. and noon. And then you raffle later that night the 1,536 people. And then you have like a, you know, a wait list essentially after that for people that can't make it or whatnot. You can have all that stuff sorted out within a couple days or weeks. And then. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just like crazy thought What's to that? even go further onto your thought right okay is you let's say you get the 1536 right mm -hmm. you email them like kind of like one by one or something like that you send out a message maybe in batches like 50 by 50 right and then when they were when you send them the email it says which event would you like to play in and they get to choose and then it go, and then they go. Okay, perfect. Now we filled this many slots on this one. We filled this many slots. Oh yeah, yeah. So you do it like that. You say like, yeah. Right, what what days work for you the best? Yeah, because there's then, ways that you can make those variables work in a program so that when you have 1,500 people sign up, it almost kind of creates this like, oh, this person can only go on this day. This person can go all three days. This person can go this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And now you have a system sort of that with the system. really yeah. works with the people's availability and stuff like that. I think that's a pretty good addition to it. No, it definitely is. Yeah. Hey, Bandai. You know, yeah, hey, Bandai, he, you should listen to this. <laughs> Ian and uh, Charles are here to uh, I'm looking help for out a job. consultants. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we love trading card games. We love being nerds. So yeah. we're definitely passionate about our jobs, and we want to make this a lot better for not only us, but everyone else mm -hmm. involved. So definitely uh, reach out to us. We'd appreciate it. Uh, amen. Amen. All right. So, yeah, that's our thoughts about the offline regional or online regionals and Treasure Cup signups. Like, it's it's a mess, but it'll you know, get there. This, it's early on in the process. Exactly. The game's still, game's still young. 
it's got a lot of a lot of time to go and lot, the no. problem the problem will be if we don't try something new mm. then we're not really involved in because yeah. like say like we try something new and then we go back to this system yeah okay we tried something didn't work out yeah, let's go give it a shot like it, if things are this bad where a lot of people are complaining about it they're turned off from playing competitive you know yeah. something i think needs to be done if they want yeah. to compete mm-hmm. and that's the thing like magic any in-person tournament you just show up and the in-person tournament that i'm about to play in is still only capped at 512 people yeah so and i you know, very small thing before we get into the 2ks because this is like not even 20 seconds worth of stuff is what am, what we what we need is just more regionals realistically why don't we have more uh companies like these like ppg core tcg play tcg stuff like that we have more uh, companies that will be available to have regionals I, that would because because the demand is there for these tournaments. But and then the, you could have more players. The, the peop- I think the problem is the people that are going to run or organize these things. Mm. They Bandai has to believe or whatever system. I think it's TCG Player. Yeah, yeah, they're TCG. Whatever it's a Bandai TCG. TCG Plus. Yeah, that's what it TCG is. TCG Plus. They have to believe and trust that the store that they're going to hire to run these big events are going to be able to do it and are capable of doing it. True. And you need a lot of people. You need to make sure that people are organized. Yep. And as we've seen at some of our stores, like sometimes like tournaments are start starting an hour later than what they're posted or advertised. Oh. Sometimes signups aren't being posted till like two hours before the event when there's an early registration prize. Yep. So like it's just no there's not a lot of consistencies from what we've seen with a couple stores that we work with so then all of a sudden what is it like bandai has to trust someone to mitigate 512 people that's fair and hire enough people so that's a big thing like when it comes to like magic at least you know people have to bid people you know you have to rent out an entire convention center you have to you know put up the money to do that stuff so you can get the people to come in and pay you 30 bucks a head you know, you sell vendor slots and everything like that, vendor tables. Mm. You know, that's sort of where you get your money back. But oh, then, yeah, yeah. You know, you just have to make sure that you, the people are running them because then, like, almost any Joe Schmo can run it. Like, I'll try to run a big tournament. <laughs> like, I'm trying to run something with Booster Box. Like, I got – I have something that works where, like, I'm working on a, a plan to run, like, a local tournament with, like, point systems to get people more intrigued where it's not too overcosted, but then the prize support's going to be worth it. Hmm. And it's it's a very much it's a very fine line like yeah the margins like I'm essentially not going to be making any money but it's well at least at the start of it but yeah. then like if it starts being a hit and everything like that then and it grows and all of a sudden you know I can start getting paid for it and hopefully I'm going to be working with the booster box on this so definitely be on the lookout for that I don't know when it's going to come to fruition I'm still working out a lot of kinks and rules and everything like that but yeah I'm trying to make it work cool. it's going to be exciting. So, yeah, let's uh, go ahead and jump on to our draft. Or the draft, yes. Yeah, we're going to draft our favorite 2K counters. Yeah, I'll take Well, the not our favorite. I would say our top yeah, yeah, 2K yeah. counters. Yeah. What we think are top. So, you guys uh, are still off. my favorite. They're still kind of my favorite. Like, I'm a little biased. Yeah. Once you get to <laughs> third and fourth for yours, it's like. Mm. I think my second one is, is a little. But it's because I'm biased towards being a smoker player. You are, but, but I mean, like, that, that one was in my top five. So yeah, it's, not, it's a, it's a you, very good it's one. It's not like you went to the bottom of my list. Right, right. You're like, it's, oh, I'm going to put 
Well, it's we'll solid. start going into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we had, we we won the I won the flip the last time. Yeah, so and you so get started off. It was tough. I think that uh, the one what you choose for your first would have been my second. It's it's so tough. I th- I personally went with Ezo being my top uh, 2K counter. Ezo in green. It's just a solid card in every deck, whether it's red, green, green by itself. We're gonna see that in so many color matchups coming up soon. That that Ezo card will be a staple for the rest of the game. I mean, rest four cost or less. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even a bad body on the board for real. I mean, no, like it's a, two, a terrible body. Two cost, dude. Three it's, three thousand. It's it, terrible. It deals with so it's much in thing, red. That thing barely swings. It deals with like, so much in red. That, like, that, that thing taps Nami, so I can swing with it for five k. So I can attack know, it with my five k. No, no, no. I just mean like if you put it down and like you rest, uh, like let's say you rest. Uh, Marco against Whitebeard or something, and they have a Nami that they just swung with the previous turn or yeah. so, right? It, then you then you're able to take care of the Nami, and then you can also it, so rest the Marco. It's just a, it's a great card. I like it. No, it, yeah. it's, it's it's a really good card. It's definitely searchable. One of the most playable two K counters out there mm-hmm. for sure. I've I've been playing a lot of Kinemon, so I've been playing it. It's great being able to tap a uh, was it uh, Borcos Borcelino, oh Borcelino, yes, yes, being able to tap that, yeah, Borcelino. Um, when they kill Odin, and then just like oh, tap your block, yep. are you done? You done? <laughs> I think you're done. You're out of dawn now. Yep. And you didn't. Th- you thought you had a blocker up. <laughs> it's so de- yeah. It's so I hate Odin. I really do. <laughs> just like it's like, now I have to think. Huh? He can play Izo. He could play Okiku. Yeah. He could play Rizo. He could. There's just so much, like so many annoying cards. Yeah, I'm like, and oh. with with you picking Izo, like that was definitely my second overall. Mm. It was tied for second. I have two names at the second place on my list. Okay, but hands down, Otama is number one for me. Otama's, yeah, like Otama's the goat. You you play her so much. She has interactions with Nico Robin, mm. Vista, Jet Pistol. It's uh, being able to attack into something and kill it, like yep. lowering something that yep. that happens to me sometimes. So the combos in law, like in yes. the law deck, is just unbelievable. Like with you, Otoma. Go, you could play her two to three times in one turn, Disgusting. and then all of a sudden you turn a six k into a zero k, and then you're attacking it for you yeah. know with a two k like random thing or yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, like an Izo. Or not. <laughs> I don't think they're playing Izos in that deck. Anymore, I know. I'm just, but, I'm just messing with but yeah. you. Yeah, it's just Otama's the better one. Is like the fact that red's the most played deck by like a lot. I think what Large more than fifty percent of all the fields are red. Yeah, yeah. So Bandai loves their red. They really do. All right. Yep. So let's go to your second pick. What's your uh, second favorite so, uh, so two K counter? My second pick was Garp from Black. He is the Garp. The two K counter is KO uh, Dawn X to KO a zero cost or less card is just insane it's so good as a 2k counter it's so good to put it down early on in the game if you're going second you play that down then you play excuse me then you play kuzan and then after that you can take care of any four drop on their board while simultaneously swinging for their life and or rested characters the card is so good and it's a card that we won't just see in set two it will be a staple in black probably until the card game dies i mean that is just going to be huge huge so i love the card i think that 
I'm looking towards the future when I look at this card, maybe not towards what's the best right now in this set, because if you had asked me that, I wouldn't have went with Garp, but I still think it's a strong one. Well, surprisingly, uh, Garp made it fifth on my list mm -hmm. overall. So, I mean, like, it's definitely up there. It's definitely played. It's a playable 2K. Yeah. That's essentially what I made my list off of. Yeah. The playable 2Ks that impact the game, not just, for oh, sure. I, I got to play this for a body. Yeah. So, my second overall pick is going to be Makino. Like yeah, that card just turns on Zoro like it's just no, it's it's not even funny. No, it's wild. Like <laughs> turning Nami's and Sunny's into like giving them three K. Yeah, plus like, leader ability. Good lord. Yeah, like three three K is a lot. Three K is massive. If it was two K, it wouldn't be as bad. But three yeah. K is just way too much. And the fact that it's a two K counter too, it's just like mm -hmm. okay, Zoro's going to play it, and then when it's not good, it's a two K counter. Yeah, that's it's like the best of both worlds. You know, like it's never a dead card. You know what I found um, so funny about players uh, recently is that uh, there's a lot of people that have been playing against Zoro that think. So let's say you have a Sunny Coon on the board mm -hmm. and uh, a Makino, as well as like. No, we'll just go with that. Sunny Coon and Makino. And they just. Uh, Makino's rested because she pumped up Sunny Coon and Sunny Coon just swung at you. Right mm -hmm. now, it's your turn. I just passed. Which one are you gonna swing at, Sunny Coon or Makino? There's a little bit more to this thought. There's there is a correct answer. <laughs> well, it's like depending on if you have no other one drops on the board. No other one drops. I'm killing the Sunny. Good call. Great call. I see people swing for the Makino over and over again, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, if there's no other one-drops on the yeah, board... there's Makino, no one-drop that's a rush. Makino can stay on the board. Yeah. And then once a once a one-drop hits the board, it's like, okay, I got to deal with something. Yeah. So, yeah. Could you no. imagine eventually, though, seeing a one-drop rush card that's only got, like, maybe 1,000 power, and then it just gets boosted up by Makino? Oh, my God. That that would be interesting. That would be wild. See. Um, <laughs> that card better not have a counter on it. No. <laughs> and... It better not be like a supernova or straw hat or anything. Yeah. It, it better be. Oh, I can almost guarantee it will be. It better, it better be like Heart Village, whatever. Heart, yeah. Windmill, or Windmill Village. Is. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, right. that's great. Yeah. So Makino is my number two. Mm -hmm. Just puts on pressure. Never really a dead card. I mean, I guess 2K counters are never a dead card. Yeah. But it's just, it's a playable one that puts on the pressure really good. It makes Zoro, I think, over the top. Puts it over the top. I for feel sure. that. All right, so what do you think is your number three? Do you remember what your number three I do. Be? I feel like I remember what it is now. Um, was And I think that you might I think say it was, it was differently. Sanji. It was Sanji. Yeah. I think it was Sanji. And then I think my fourth one well, was... Well, we'll get there. Yeah. But I uh, my fourth or my third one was Sanji. I just think that the card's great uh, when you play it on turn one or two, but depending on whether you're first or second. What's that? But that's that's the only one that's good. Yes, correct. But that's the beauty of the card is you play that on turn one. You didn't let me finish my set. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, turn one or two is when you get to play him, and then you get a seven k swing and a resource out of it. There's a lot of decks, well, at least the decks that I like to play that I want to get down to two life. You know that I run either a Marco or I got Radical Beams or something like that. I don't mind taking that early life. I'm like, Psh, that's free. Thank you. And so I like the extra resource. I like that it's searchable. I like that it's an easy 2K. It, or, <clears throat> excuse me, 7K 
uh, attack and then a 2K in hand. Mm -hmm. So just a solid, I like it, solid card. I'm really surprised that this one fell to me in the number three spot. Mm. I guess six overall, but Brook. Yeah, Brook. Brook. Like, that card is free. Well, I think it's good in certain matchups, and then in other matchups, it's like, meh. You know? It's... But, I mean, like, (laughs) if you you need to... The one thing that I've it's noticed sick in, and in all red decks is you're able to put another character on the board to keep the pressure going, mm-hmm. but then you use that two don that you spent on it yep. and put it on something else so you can attack. It's true. So it's just like it's, it's, very true. it's applying pressure two different ways when I don't think any card really does that, like Luffy leader ability. Yeah. So you got to remember two. I play Luffy. So for me, it's like I don't need that extra dawn since I – already get the rest of dawn with my leader ability mm-hmm. so that's why sanji ends up working a little bit better for me but that's i like brook in zoro in uh law it's a sick sick combination i'm, su- I'm surprised you're not playing it but hmm. I, I think you added it back to brook now. i did you cut sanji i did cut sanji and the reason why okay hear me out <clears throat> is i just found with that deck there were so many times later in the match where I wanted to play like a Marco, get a swing in, and put two underneath uh, um, Whitebeard while simultaneously having like a rested card, or not a rested card, an active card for another swing the next turn. And yeah. I couldn't do all of that and at Brooke once. Does it all but Brook did, did allow me to mm-hmm. do that. So I was able to go, okay, boom, two, put those two under Newgate, and now Newgate can use his ability. I get to swing with leader, and I'm going to put down a Marco right afterwards. Feels yeah. good, you know? No, I, I definitely agree, and yeah. you know, I was surprised that you weren't playing him. But yeah. y- you came to the light. <laughs> I, came, <yeah>. I saw, <laughs> the, saw light. the light. Broke. <laughs> so who, who do you think is your fourth overall? So this one, I don't remember if I remember this correctly, but I think that this is the one I went with, uh, which I, I could be wrong, but I, I think it threw you for a loop, was um, Alvita in blue. That's right. I think that was my fourth one. I went with Alvita because the card doesn't get played a ton, but it's such a nuisance against um, red decks that want to have Nico Robin down, you know, on turn two. They just put, you know, if Dofi goes second, they're like, oh, boom, here we go, Alvita, play your Nico Robin, I dare you. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden now you're, you're like, well, hmm, how do I progress putting any card down that's less than three and you know you have to have Vista in hand to answer it. It can be a really simple nuisance against a deck. It is very inconvenient to play against sometimes. <laughs> no, it, it definitely is. It and can set you behind. When when I was making my list, I, I didn't put a blue card on my list. But if there was a blue card, that would have been the only one yeah. that I put on my list. Yeah, I was just never impressed by her whenever she's played against me. But I've I've seen her played against me quite a few times. Didn't really impact anything, so mm. just sort of is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I, I I do get it. I've had some bad moments. Alvita's <laughs> yeah. Alvita's put me in a bad spot before. <laughs> I can see that. I got a grudge against her. <laughs> so my fourth pick is going to be purple, and it's going to be X Drake. Ah yes. Yeah. I like, did have him on there for it, mine. It was just really good in the control matchups mm-hmm. where, you know, we're going tick for tack, and then all of a sudden, boom, discard a card. Mm-hmm. There's really not – I don't think there's a lot of things that make a players discard cards. 
No, no, there's like, not. From, I mean, other than from no, 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 your from, opponent. Yeah, yeah. To, to talk my opponent mm -hmm. that they're going to be prepared for. So yeah. the fact that, like, the Kaido mirror match, that was really good, I felt like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's also very good in uh, against Black because Black is doesn't have a lot of card draw. Yeah. They're constantly trashing their own cards because of, you know, KO ability and stuff like that, like Sakazuki or uh, uh, the five-drop Garp or you know other cards as well uh kobe mm -hmm. and so you're sitting there like oh man yeah i'm down to two cards in hand or one card in hand but i feel good i got a great position and then they're like bam x drake get rid of that uh impact wave you had in your hand what <laughs> yeah <laughs> that hurts no it's definitely impactful in the control matchups and certain matchups but then in other times it's just like when you see a red deck you're just like all right it's just 2k counter that's all it's gonna be yeah all right well, that's what's up. So that's the episode today uh, for Ian. My name is Charles. And again, shout out to the Booster Box for sponsoring us and giving us a discount code shop.theboosterbox.gg. Discount code is 10drop10drop for 10% off your entire orders. So, all right. See you guys later. Take it easy, guys.